Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. My guest today is Richie Sims. Richie is back on the show, and in this episode, we talk about personal development and how it's benefited his life and his career. Please welcome Richie back to the show, and everyone, please enjoy the show. You got some lot of notes there. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how you been? I've been all right, man. I've been all right. Just been chilling, you know, working. That's really about it. Can't really do much of anything these days. No. But for that, travel around if you can. If you yeah. can. That's yeah. really about it. Yeah, man. Yeah, just other than that, just working the whole pretty much live like a hermit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do for work again? What are you up to? Uh, we're gonna bank. I'm a front-end supervisor. Oh, nice. I'm actually uh, working towards getting a promotion, a management promotion, actually, right now. So, no shit. Yeah, I'm hoping to find out, to actually, in the next couple of weeks here if I get it. So, well, I'm sure you'll get it. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see. So, yeah. yeah. And, and which bank is it? RBC. Right. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hopefully things go through. But, oh, uh, yeah, we'll see how things go. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah, and you watch, you watch the Super Bowl? Super Bowl, yeah, I watched it, man. Uh, you know, I seen the old man pull it off. <laughs> yeah, I was actually happy that he pulled it off. I mean, you could definitely see when you're watching the game his uh, experience going through, uh, for sure. Yeah, like, I was surprised that they even had the Chiefs, like how they had the Chiefs. It was pretty crazy. Was like, oh crap, that's that's wow. Yeah, you know? yeah, it just totally took away their momentum. Hundred percent. And did you see the uh, Super Bowl parade afterwards? No, I didn't. Well, I seen little bits here and there, but I didn't see like the full thing. Yeah, though well, they had it all seen the the Tampa water, so they all had boats and Tom oh. Brady. Tom Brady rolled up with like a two million dollar yacht and <laughs> with all with all the QBs, and then I'm pretty sure Tom Brady let loose for like the first time probably in his career, and I think he got liquored up, and he uh, decided to throw the Lombardi Trophy from his boat to the, the tight end boat oh. and just chucked it. Oh. And then uh, I think one of the Kiwis had to hold him up after the bull ride, just to help him walk to the other place. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like almost like he left a dictatorship in New England. <laughs> now he's free. Yeah, well, I think I heard something that it, all this time in uh, New England, him and Bill Belichick never had dinner once together. Crazy. So it's all business. All business. Uh, all business. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Sounds like you never got, you got a chance to like actually let loose. But yeah. Then, you know, Bill Belichick's methodical. So probably on days off, he has guys working just because he's methodical like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I watched, uh, I watched uh, his uh, football life story. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he's like, wow. Like, you're just like the evil, like genius. <laughs> That's who you are. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen there. Cause I'm, you know, I'm a Pats fan. So. Sure. Got uh probably gonna have Cap Newton back for another year for sure, and hopefully 
you know, his arm wasn't uh, the best this year, but he didn't get, get 12 running touchdowns. So that's. Yeah. No, well, it definitely gives your team a different look that you definitely never got with Brady of a mobile quarterback. So, yeah, it's very interesting. The schemes that uh, can be ran. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different look, you know, because uh, I don't th- I don't think what uh, Belichick, uh, you know, did with Brady is going to obviously work with, with Cam Newton's a whole different guy and a whole different dynamic to be working with. So it's almost like back to the drawing board. Yeah, so I kind of like look at it. Exactly. Like that, so. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh what, what are your notes all about there uh these are some like personal notes just like you know in regards of uh you know personal growth um development uh something i have kind of uh put a lot of focus on um this year uh starting this year so uh yeah because i'm just trying to grow trying to elevate um yeah i'm just trying to level up in, in, in you know my own personal life and professionally um the way i kind of see it is uh i was kind of feeling stagnant and then kind of uh i just knocked on some doors and kind of i'm like whoa there's a whole road ahead of me here you yeah know, that's how i kind of like see it so i've just been pretty much like well yeah let's, let's hit this road like I'm, I'm pretty you know pretty excited to hit it and see what's ahead of it so that's what i mean just really uh be just focusing on this year nice yeah. nice yeah you want to move the mic just slightly close to your face oh yeah let me, let me pull it over here yeah there we yeah go. and how'd you how'd you get started first of all like what made you decide like was it like you read a book did you the friend tell you did you just wake mm-hmm. up and you're like i need a change uh kind of like wake up i need to change like um you know you get to points in your life where you feel things in your life or certain parts of your life feel stagnant and you're like well i don't want to be like this forever or how do i get out this rut or what do i got to do to get out this rut um to um get myself in a better position or to uh get myself in a position where i can eventually work out of it so i was kind of at that point and i was like man like i woke up and i was kind of like man like i was looking at things in my life and you know, reflecting on like, man, I need to like do something. I need to actually like put my foot on the gas and just go all in on it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I just, like I said, I've just been kind of doing that. Just, uh, putting my, my focus and attention into like just that, just my personal growth and professional growth. That's yeah, pretty about it. And I guess what have you been doing for personal growth? What have you been starting on? When did you, and did you start like like January twenty twenty or? Um, I would say a little before that. Uh, probably like early November of last year was kind of I, I kind of had I would say a blueprint of kind of where I want to go with things and what I want to do, but I didn't know exactly. Um, how I want to lay things out. I was also kind of seeing how things for the rest of 2021 was playing out before I kind of um, pushed for anything heavy type of thing. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And what have you been doing in terms of personal growth? Um, reading. I've been doing a lot of reading, um, watching videos. Um, also, uh, looking into uh, potentially getting a mentor. Nice. Um, being looking into that. Um, yeah. So that and uh, 
that's really about it. Like just yeah, a lot of a lot of reading mostly, um, because you know knowledge is power, and there's a lot of you know knowledge out there that's accessible to us. So yeah, I thought, hey, just take advantage of what you have. You know, you have the power of technology in your hand, and you know you have tons of books out there that you know are accessible and great books by the way too. So um, it's like yeah, why not? And what is, uh, I guess, one of your top books that you read, that one you really enjoyed, that really helped you? Uh, there's this one author uh, I really love and enjoy. His name's Robert Greene. Um, he, he's a fantastic author. Like, I love all his work. Like, I have, he's written about, like, five books, six books. I have about half of them. Um, a really great author. Because uh, uh, he's written, the ones I have is uh, The 48 Laws of Power. Okay. Uh, the thirty-three strategies of war and the art of seduction. Those are the three uh, books of his that I have uh, currently right now. Uh, the first book he wrote was the uh, Forty-Eight Laws of Power. That's actually the first book I wrote. I uh, read of his. I read it actually the first time I read it. I think I was like seventeen when I first read it. I I randomly actually found the book uh, on a bus. I was like I was uh, drunk coming home one late night and like the whole back of the bus was empty and i just found the book just sitting there well wow. <laughs> so and and i just you know i picked it up i, was like, it, I thought like it was a bible because it kind of looked like a bible mm-hmm. or like kind of how it was one of those like modern looking bibles but uh yeah i picked it up and i was like oh this is very uh interesting you know and i i delved into it i was curious to know and then, like yeah the whole thing pretty much like changed my life reading it and it made me want to like read more uh of his uh work uh, the thing that I like about uh, his uh, style of writing is when he writes, because it's mostly historical context he, he makes his materials on when he's writing uh, these books. But uh, what he'll do is in subtext, he'll actually take historical events and put it together with the content in which he's talking about in the chapter or in regards to the subject matter in which he's trying to explain to you. Okay. So it's, it's really cool. So it's just like, because if you don't have an exact understanding uh, of maybe how it works, even though you're reading it, then you have that historical context beside it's like, oh, so that's how it's implemented it or that's how it's used in history type thing. So, it's, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so, that's super important because, you know, obviously times change, words change, meanings of words change, and there's tons of words people used 100 years ago that we don't even use nowadays. Most definitely. Um, there's a lot of uh, different linguistics, obviously. I wish I knew Latin because there's a lot of uh, derivatives, of, of especially of English and other languages that are direct from Latin. So it'd be really cool to like learn that. But it's a very hard language to learn. Oh. It, is that a, like a common language nowadays, Latin? Or, okay. I guess ancient Latin, probably not. But Latin, like you could probably read some pretty cool original texts or books that are hundreds and hundreds of years old and yeah, it'd be interesting to to pick up and, and dwell into for sure. Especially a guy like me, I actually like history, kind of like a little history nerd. So it's cool to read about, especially like reading about um, ancient civilizations and stuff like that. So, you know, reading about ancient Latin would probably be something that could be uh, up my alley, I feel. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad thing to actually look into for sure. I think there is... Uh, I wish I knew the name of it. I, I might have it saved on my phone as a tab um, on, on the Safari there, but I think there is like a, almost like a Netflix history 
channel you can get almost where you hmm. it's a subscription you pay every month hmm. and all it is is history hmm. and i've been i guess lately i've been you know re-watching war documentaries of world war one world war two yeah dude i've been watching a lot of war documentaries too lately yeah i've been really into the wars <laughs> <laughs> have you uh have you seen the series band of brothers band of brothers yes i have seen band of oh, brothers man, i'm yes. watching that right now and it's really well done especially um how they have the actual war veterans at the beginning of the episode talking about their experience and then yeah and yeah just phenomenal well done and it and i think that it puts in a great good uh context and good perspective of what it was actually like what people what what people had to do back then and how good we have it now yeah most definitely oh yeah man like it's it's crazy some of those times you're reading back on them it's like yo how did you guys like survive like that like it's crazy um it was actually um watching a documentary i was very uh interested to learn about uh pfizer the pharmaceutical company uh it's german and uh in world war ii they actually used to uh produce a pharmaceutical uh version of meth to provide to their soldiers so they became basically like super soldiers so they're like awake especially because of uh the blitzkrieg because of how the blitzkrieg worked and how fast they had to move um, it kept the soldiers awake for a long time, especially during uh, to raid and eradicate or help to eradicate um, battle fatigue, because that that's a thing. Um, obviously, so it was, yeah, it's pretty crazy to find that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the pharmaceutical company that basically produced meth. That's amazing. <laughs> gave it to soldiers. Like that's nuts to find out. <laughs> but hey, what you know, gave them an advantage. You gave them an edge for sure. You know, so. Well, yeah, I, I think I read something in regards to that as well, or seen that, and. It's yeah, it's pretty crazy how the German army back then just steamrolled everyone and how quick they conquered land and territory and yeah, probably knowing something. I think even like Hitler was probably taking the the, the math and I think he was getting like testosterone and all these drugs shot up and Yeah. And no wonder they're pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Most definitely. So Yeah. That was very cool. Yeah, man. Um but I've been because I've been especially I'm very intrigued by war. Um, the thing that intrigues me the most is the um, strategic aspect of it. That's the thing that appeals to me the most, especially um, seeing certain schemes that um, generals come up with or, or uh, great masters, if you're going further back into war, um, what they used um, to either attack or defend themselves. Um, and it's very cool, especially like... Um, I've, I was reading and uh, watching a lot about like Japanese uh, empire and the wars and, and empires and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was very cool how they used nature um, as, as defense or to use it to cloak and, and hide attacks, which I found very, very interesting because it's like, I never... I, like as much as you know about war stuff, is like I never thought to use obviously your your surroundings and your elements to you know such ways. Like it was very ingenious. So like, oh, what I would have never thought of that. <laughs> Back then, like that's, that's huh? Yeah, man. So it was, yeah. Uh, so like yeah, just planning strategies, especially like when you're seeing them with the big maps and how they want to like move and and they're moving pieces and stuff. It's almost like you're watching them play chess. Yeah, you know, so like, huh? You know. Or, or watching them play like a gas game of uh, Risk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's uh, very, very interesting. 
And I guess, are you, I guess, using uh, or focus on the strategy of war almost in regards to personal development as you kind of want to see how they strategize, see how they kind of attack and kind of almost want to strategize your own life? Yeah, like, you know, um, surprisingly, there's a lot of war tactics that uh, we use, you know, and uh, especially in regards of um, confronting conflict and stuff like that. Um, cause it's one of those things you can't avoid as much as it's weird as it sounds to say, you can't avoid war. Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's war in negotiation or war in communication, there's always some type of war in your life going on. So, um, it's always kind of good. I feel to be, uh, well equipped and, and know and have a strategy, uh, in order to, uh, execute, what you want out of a situation or an event. So um, just making sure you have the knowledge and the strategy to kind of manipulate something to have it go your way. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I imagine you're going to apply all the strategies when you become a manager there. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to try, man. <laughs> For sure. Most definitely, I'm going to try. Um, I'll see how it goes. You know, it's this um definitely new. I because I've never managed a financial institution before, so um, it's gonna definitely uh be a different element and something to uh take on a new challenge. So I'm very excited for it. Definitely excited for it. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I feel the same way. You know, for I guess for a while, I well probably like a lot of young people do at different stages, but I guess enjoy more of the partying. Enjoy just living for the weekend but you know i'm in the same boat where i'm excited for a new challenge as i mentioned just before i sat down i'm going for firefighting and yeah it's uh it's definitely a, a challenge you know you have to be mentally strong for sure um, probably can see dead bodies and yeah. have to rescue people and and it's a challenge because you have to be good at your job and other people rely on you but i'm excited for the the challenge i'm excited to serve the community and Born and raised at Edmonton. So yeah, why not? Want to give back. And uh, I'm excited to be in, I guess, a, a, almost like a football environment again where everyone's got each other's back. Yeah. You know, they, you have that kind of that the camaraderie and uh, that togetherness, you know, because, yeah, it's like almost like a team environment where, you know, you're working towards a common goal. In, in this case, whether it's to rescue somebody or handle a dangerous situation, whether it's a fire or, or someone trapped somewhere or in a vehicle or something like that, just to give an example. So yeah, man, it, no, it's, it's really dope. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, definitely not a job. I feel that everyone can do because you have to have some serious mental restraint, um, to do such a job. Um, guys, knowing, uh, a career like that, you know, especially like, as physical as physically uh daunting as it can be it's probably even more mentally daunting mm-hmm. um especially with dealing with all these uh dangerous situations and on top of that putting your life on the line potentially when encountering these situations so i like you know uh it'd be very interesting actually now that we're talking about it like if a firefighter um talked about um psychologically the effects that happened to, to him or her during their career or, or have a doctor write about something like that, like to, to first responders, like psychologically, uh, uh, what the job entails or, or yeah. what they need. Yeah. It'd be very cool actually. If they, 
Probably a book like that does exist out there. Oh, I mean, just have to look for it. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get one of these firefighters to come on the, the, the pod here and have them sit down and chat. Yeah, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like it, the one of the best ways to learn and to get in advance is to have someone who's done it before you and like, you know, just follow the trail, follow the trailblazer, as I like to say. Um because you know, especially knowing someone who's experienced and has done a lot of things. Um, they can provide you a lot of knowledge to help you advance a lot faster. Um, especially like, let's say if you're freelancing, for instance, um, because when you're freelancing, you're prone to make a lot of mistakes. because a lot of the things you're doing by yourself. Um, but when you have someone who's like, Hey, they've been through it, they can help you avoid some of these mistakes you may encounter or situations you may face. They can show you how to, to handle it. And I feel the same thing applies in any aspect of of, of, of a career or employment or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good to, uh, I feel, to have someone to look up to, um, for sure. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, I think about with fire and probably your your career as well. And I think um, it pushes you, right? Because you, like, to be a manager, you can't just be the same old, I guess, Richie, so to speak. You have to be uh, maybe a bit more of a leader. You have to be maybe more professional than you've been not saying you're not but yeah and i think i think that's one of the key separators other than you know there's many factors that can determine if some success or not but i think one of the key metrics is are you willing to keep on learning and keep on you know like being 100 percent because you know oh, some people especially if you look at sports sports is like a good analogy you know you can tell when people who are talented to get into say the nfl hey they're good they're may- making plays have good stats but are they winning championships? Are they there every day on weekends? And even, uh, for example, Tom Brady, you know, he's won now just won seven Super Bowls in, mm-hmm. and he's been in ten. Yeah, and that's actually pretty crazy. This past Super Bowl, even though he's won six, he actually asked his wife and kids to leave the house for two weeks mm-hmm. to prep for the Super Bowl. And it's like, how many people would be willing to do that to get an extra edge to get better, even if you feel you're the best? Yeah, no, man, like, um. Honestly, like, especially I feel um, winning and being successful is like having power mm-hmm. to a degree. And especially, let's say, if you're using the analogy or you're using the element of sports, when you win the championship and you know the feeling of it, it's one of the best things in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you want to have that feeling all the time you don't want to lose that and so you, you become methodical in your approach to to retain it to maintain it and to continually achieve that um but with that being said kind of when you're on the top you know you have a target on your head mm-hmm. so you know people are plotting uh against you and and plotting to to, to take you off the throne so you also uh, have to be aware of that too yeah um for sure so um yeah it's it's um yeah it just goes back to to strategy being methodical being laser focused but i feel like those people in life who are the most successful are are those people who are like super laser focused yeah like i'm talking about like they literally have tunnel vision like they 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 might as well not have any peripheral vision <laughs> might as well not because they're that focused on what they want and i i feel you know, if you want things in your life, um, you almost have to be obsessive about it to a degree. And I and I'm learning and I'm understanding that. And it's 
Um, you know, a lot of people talk about manifestation, manifestation, this manifestation, that, um, you know, and, and things could be manifested in your life, you know, for sure. Um, but I also feel that things are not just going to fall in your lap either. You, you definitely have to go out there. You have to work for, for what you want. Um, cause, um, if you want certain things to be manifested, um, you also have to make sure you're put yourself in a position for those things to be manifested. 100%. Um, so, um, yeah, the, th- the two things kind of go hand in hand really. Um, I guess, uh, what I can say or summarize it is what my dad always used to tell me is it work smart and not hard yeah. really, you know, cause you, you know, you could, you could work hard and you can, uh, work towards a goal but if you're not working efficiently then you really it's just all that work for nothing and all that time is just being wasted if it's not really being used properly mm-hmm. you know it's just like it's like bringing a, a knife to a gunfight yeah. <laughs> you know it's just it's it's kind of redundant if you're going to put in the work and, and then there's uh, a lot more efficient ways to do it um than what you're doing or, or whatever the case is so well, exactly. It's like uh, if you're either competing in bodybuilding or for sports mm-hmm. and you just go in a gym and just lift weights randomly, no plan of attack versus, you know, maybe hiring a coach to give you a program and then you have a specific program and you know exactly that every movement you take is getting close to your goal and that you're not wasting movement, you're not wasting energy, you're not wasting your time. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think you do have to be obsessed to a certain degree. Obviously, it's obviously up to you if you want to have that all have your maybe your career be your entire life but you know you can go a bit overboard sometimes remember when i was uh, training for the wildcats yeah um i had a a girlfriend at the time and Mm -hmm. i basically told her she was number two to football (laughs) right (laughs) her face (laughs) and i'm like and then i'm like yeah like based on my training schedule we can only go on dates like on sundays yeah. But like, unless my quarterback wants to throw, then he's number one. Yeah. And obviously we didn't work out, <laughs> but yeah. um, so that was a little bit too far, but you know, that also, yeah, like you said, I taught me that like I improved uh, so much in football than from previously because, you know, I had two personal trainers at a plan of attack Yeah, and doing the right things, watching football and it helped me out a ton versus, you know, if you just sat there and then maybe just went to the gym by yourself, didn't know what you were doing and thought you would get somewhere and i think um yeah i think that's why you know like you mentioned almost getting mentors in the right areas where you want to be and people who've actually done it mm-hmm. you know you wouldn't ask say for example you wouldn't ask like a beer league hockey dad how to train for hockey but you probably definitely maybe ask like wayne gretzky or maybe connor connor mcdavid sure because he like came back from a foot injury i think he's quicker than ever yeah man that guy's <laughs> his speed of thoughts and i'm pretty sure i think at the age of seven like he hasn't eaten cake or something like that trained for hockey yeah that's just crazy. laser focus one and then yeah now he's in the nhl making millions scoring goals and for sure probably having a good life and 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 yeah so um with your personal development um what's your next book what we got going on uh yeah right now i'm actually started reading the 33 strategies of war that's what i've been uh currently rereading um other than that i've just been reading different articles um i've been reading articles on linkedin um just kind of googling things i kind of want to know and getting into just stuff um 
actually Reddit is very interesting. There's a lot of stuff in Reddit forums. Um, if you want to know certain things about certain topics, which I didn't know, it's it's kind of uh almost like the uh the rabbit hole or the the hole that uh, Alice in Wonderland fell down. Yeah. And it's like Reddit forums. It's like holy, because like a lot of people share um a lot of knowledge on on Reddit in regards to uh, certain topics or people they they put in their two cents in regards to maybe a question that gets posed by someone who's curious to know something. So, yeah, it's very interesting, actually, Reddit. It's very, uh, very underrated tool if you want to, you know, uh, learn, really. Because, like, Reddit has forms for almost everything. Like, like, like from fixing your car to, to you know, how, how to, you know, uh, let's say, program your PS to ps5 let's say to run an emulator like they, they have things for everything so yeah man yeah it's definitely good to check around and see what's out there have you been or done any meditation at all oh uh, yeah no um meditation uh something that's actually very important to me i try to meditate every day um actually at some point of the day um because i actually have a book about meditation i actually had an ex-girlfriend my longest relationship was in she actually gave me a book uh, about meditation one time i was uh flying out to toronto she gave it to me before my, uh before i went to go see my parents at the time and um yeah i read the book and it was very it was like it blew my because i thought like meditation was just like and you gotta sit there and and be like a a Buddhist monk yeah <laughs> which was like so it threw me for a while that um there's so many ways that um you can meditate and ways that we do meditate and don't realize that we are meditating and take kind of advantage uh, uh, of those things when we are doing it. So, um, yeah, I try to take like, yeah, like I said, I try to take this part of my day and really just, I, I call it like my brain, my brain, um, sleep mode. That's what you call my, my meditation. Like just to try to, um, be almost like a vessel of emptiness, like yeah. not, feel empty as in I, I i don't care about life and and the world can burn yeah. not like that as in i just don't want any any connection to anything of anything mm-hmm. in that time when i am meditating like i'm pretty much as empty as possible there's nothing on my mind except for just focusing on myself so um yeah that's something i i definitely um i definitely try to incorporate when when doing so it's it's really good like it's definitely um uh, it's helped open my mind to, to a lot of things um, and help me get, uh, have a clear mind because, uh, yeah, having a clear mind and, and seeing things for what they are or, or coming to certain realizations, you know, it helps uh, definitely benefits you most definitely. Yeah, I just I just started meditating probably seriously. Well, I did, I think, my first session today. Mm. Then did a, a, maybe a session the other, I think, Friday or Friday or Saturday, yeah. And it's by a guy named Dr. Joe Dispenza. Have you heard of uh, Joe Dispenza? No, I haven't. So I had his book. I wish I had his book. I lent it to someone. Hopefully I get mm-hmm. it back. I forgot what I lent yeah. it to. <laughs> but um, his, uh, basically what his story is, he uh, was like, I think doing a, a race of some sort and he was riding a bike. Yeah. And I think he got hit by a car. So he got like, injured or broke a whole bunch of vertebrae in his back. Yeah. And essentially he healed his back through meditation. Hmm. And he basically said, "If this, if it works, I want to teach, dedicate my life, my rest of my life to learning and teaching this." Yeah. And so I got one of his meditations. It's mm-hmm. called uh, 
um, restoring the energy centers because you probably noticed that we have energy centers throughout our body. Yeah. And so it's about a 40 minute meditation. And I think today, um, haven't done meditation in a while or at all. And I managed to get 20 minutes of meditation yeah. with a clear mind. And yeah, it's crazy how um, clear your mind is. Those uh, maybe negative thoughts or thoughts that you have no idea where they come from that are bugging you, they go away. And and it's pretty interesting that that if you just spend five, 10 minutes just by yourself, that you can probably set you up for the whole day for success. You can... You can get through all the bullshit. Yeah. Little things will bother you. And and for me also, um, not much on social media anymore. Same. And and yeah, social media is yeah. I think I checked my Instagram average daily use time. It was about fifteen minutes. Yeah. I I actually deactivated my Facebook and my Instagram. Um Honestly, for me, like social media is just a big well, it's not for everybody, but uh, it's for me. It was just a big distraction. Yeah. Like, I I found I was using uh, a lot of my time on there, and didn't really realize it because, especially when you have multiple platforms, like when you have, like, let's say, you know, Facebook and and Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, TikTok. you're transferring. Yeah, TikTok, you're transferring in between with all these platforms throughout the day and you don't even realize how much time you're spending on all these platforms and and the time in this time you can be so productive mm-hmm. in this time and i didn't really really realize because like a lot of times you know i was on social media i was heavily on social media um in whatever platform um and i found myself also realizing that i was comparing my life to others and not realizing i was comparing my life to others and, and how they're living and yeah, it, it also like affected my psyche and me emotionally. I was like, I don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be put in this trap. I'm not saying that social media does that to, to everybody or whatever. But for me, I felt that was happening to me. So I was like, like I need to cut this out. Yeah. Like I need to cut this out and I just need to put my time and focus into being productive or, or finding ways to, I guess, um, improve myself mm-hmm. and reinvent myself. Yeah. Um, as opposed to um, dwelling it, because like I, I almost feel like, in, in my perspective, I feel that social media is not being really utilized the way it could be utilized, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been my disattraction to it too, um, because it's you know it's kind of just like sharing of memes and people's dirty laundry and now imagine yeah. imagine being because well you, you you probably well, you obviously went to high school with, i think i think social media are probably just emerging cell phones yeah just, literally and <laughs> imagine imagine being a teenager now that you grade seven grade six you have an iphone already you have social media profiles already and yeah and that's your life and and as you mentioned mess your site because now Guys can be pretty uh, vicious sometimes, but we usually settle our uh, settle our, our differences um, uh, via fighting. You know, we yeah. fight it out, and then we're usually, we're usually good for a bit. We're cool, yeah. But then, um, young young females, especially when they're going through puberty, they they could be like nasty in terms of bullying. And then now it just doesn't stop for some of these kids. Then they go home, they're still seeing their social media profile being shit on, or yeah, and then all these filters. And it's um, it's definitely created a new social pressure and pressures for, for these um, children growing up that they, that we 
um, maybe just had a rising, but it's a little deeper for them. Like, cause you know, both of us, we, you came into social media as it, as literally when this is seed came, uh, planted in the ground. Um, but now these guys are full on in the tree. Yeah. Um, and they're falling out the tree and everyone's like, well, why are all these kids falling out the tree and hurting themselves? You know, not really, really realizing that, uh, when you let this tree grow super big, but it's almost like the tree has like, um, thorns on it almost. Um, so, you know, like, yeah, it, like, cause I couldn't imagine being a kid now and, and having to basically create a virtual reality of, my, of myself to compare myself to other people. Mm-hmm and and uh having to go out there and put my best foot forward into a degree when it's not really my best foot yeah <laughs> you know and and uh man i feel for those kids like you know um i always tell myself man like i always had struggles when i was a teenager and when i was younger of uh, uh, finding myself and and who i was and and being accepted in certain ways um and i just tell man like People, if they're gonna fuck with you, they're gonna fuck with you. That's just that. Like, you, you, if you have, if you have a genuine connection with someone, there's the reason why someone's in your circle and someone's in your life. Like, mm-hmm. if people don't wanna, if people don't wanna mess with you, that's that's not their obligation. They don't have to. Like, the, there's nothing saying that the world has to like you. Yeah. You don't have to like the world, but the world's not gonna like you either. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, I always find like you always have to find common ground with people. That's what I always. I always tell people, you yeah. know, in, in whatever. Um, and like I said, just, just be you and, and, and be, when I mean be you, be genuine with your personality, be genuine with your intentions, be genuine with your, and sincere with your communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially that's, um, when it's been, when I mean like, uh, being you and doing you, yeah. um, not just oh yeah just you know relax just you know let, let the breeze blow through your hair that, that's not that, that anyone could do that you yeah. know it's it's really just um being uh yeah just my dad you know he always would tell me reap what you sow and, and the same thing is con- is considered like you know when you're networking and stuff like that mm-hmm. or you're chopping up people is what you give people is what you're going to get out of people 100 percent you know and and i realized that is if you're not going to really give people kind of you know attention and or whatever that they need they're not going to give the same thing to you when it comes time comes around if you're asking for whatever so um yeah you have to like i said you have to find kind of common ground when you're doing such things yeah and, and like what you said that you have to be you got to be your, your yourself your true self because i think a lot of people can smell bullshit they can tell if you're being fake or something different and i think that's what personal development um is what it's about i think people think of personal development as oh just be positive and things will be better but i think it's discovering who you are mm-hmm. um and then working on yourself working on maybe strengthening your strengths and then maybe picking up some weaknesses and then and then being confident who you are because at the end of the day i think it's important to find who you are find what you enjoy yeah and then surround yourself with people who are going to support you have a couple of people who are going to be real with you, but then just have a good circle who people are going to support you. Cause you probably had some friends before that every idea you told them, they just shat all over it or didn't believe it or didn't believe in you. Well, and, of course. And it hurts you then because you're surrounding yourself with people. And then, then you get, you're not as confident anymore. And then if you surround yourself with people who you know, who maybe have similar goals as you, same industry 
or just believe that you can do it, it helps you so much. Most definitely. Um, I love the movie Scarface. I feel like there's a lot of life lessons in that movie, as as, as bloody and as gory and as violent and as crazy as that movie is. Um, but um, if you look at Al Pacino's character, Scarface, Tony Montana, um, the one thing that sticks out to me, I actually watched a movie the other day. I, I love that movie. Um, one thing that sticks out to me the most about that character and, and the things he did is he was a man of his word. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't matter what the hell he did. Like, you see in the beginning of the movie, he gets set up. And his friend, he watched his friend get sacrificed and die in the sake of him keeping his word. Wow. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you're there, and, and this is right in the beginning of the movie. And you're like, you literally sat there in a bad situation Watch your friend get chainsawed piece by piece mm-hmm. just to keep your word, just to, the, to finish the job. Because you said and you gave your word that you would finish your job. Yeah. And and I'm there, and I've watched that movie several times, but like especially now that I've been kind of focused and and in uh, on this whole personal growth and and professional growth, it's like seeing that it's like whoa, that just kind of really just opened my eyes. It's like whatever you do. If you're going to give your word, make sure you do come through on your word and make and and make sure that uh, you can also deliver um, what you're saying. Um, if you can't exactly do it yourself, um, expedite it. I mean, expedite it. Um, delegate it to uh, someone else who can. But obviously, if you're going to delegate such a thing to someone else, make sure it's someone who's reliable. Because again, it's your name on the nine, not really that, that person or that third party you're delegating. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of great life lessons in 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 that movie for me um, that I that I take from it um, that could be applied to, to your life and due to personal growth and to personal development um, for sure. Um, another thing is, I guess, if we're going to be stay on the topic, is uh, also making sure. How we're talking about is making sure you're surrounded by the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you watch the movie and you see his uh, meteoric uh, uprise to becoming a kingpin, um, he didn't do it alone. Not at all. He made sure, he, he, even in the movie, he says, I don't really have an education. I don't, I, I, I'm not uh, intellectually um, smart in regards of uh, book knowledge. Mm-hmm. But in the streets, that's what I know. And I know if I assemble the right people, knowing what I know, I can do what I got to do to be successful. And you've seen just that. Like, he made sure, like, you know, he had Manny and, and eventually Elvira and, and those people. And you've seen him rise to the top because he had himself a great team to do so. Um, so that, that's uh, another thing that, uh, yeah, you take away from his, like. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of cool. Like you're looking at a movie like that, and it's like, well, I can learn life lessons from like a drug dealing kingpin movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is I'll take it. Like yeah. you know, um, but that just kind of goes to the brilliance of that movie too. Yeah. Um, really, like you know, when you're when you're looking at it from different contexts, you're looking at like life through a scope of of um. It's kind of like, yeah, when you're watching that movie, especially when you're like looking at your own life and, and your successes in your own life, it's kind of like a cool movie to kind of watch and analyze and dissect mm-hmm. because it's like, like, 
if you're on the bottom and you've seen Tony was on the bottom, you're like, well, I don't want to be on the bottom. He wasn't satisfied on in the bottom. He rose to the top. Obviously, I ain't like, and I'm not going to obviously do things in the way he did it, like where I want to like kill people and sell drugs and stuff like that. No, obviously not. But um, it, it was the principle of it. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, um, not being stagnant and not being content because he could have just been content coming to America you know, doing his little nine to five. He didn't want to do that. He's like, no, nah, I want more. I did. I I see more. I see opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, I see more for myself that probably other people don't probably see myself. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to make sure I see that. And you see him do that. And he becomes maniacal and he literally pretty much does literally whatever it takes to, to make sure he, he gets to the top. Yeah. Um, for sure. Okay, I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie because the first time I watched, it, I did not focus on the personal development side. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's weird. Uh, it it's that's the thing. Sometimes it's weird. It's amazing what perspective does to you, mm-hmm. and when you when you when you have your mind shifted in a certain way. Um, especially it's almost like the best way to describe it. It's like driving and walking. You're you're driving a main street, and you're driving every day. You know, and you know certain things, like, you know, you pass it every day. Yeah. But let's say the one day you decide, hey, you know, it's a nice, beautiful, sunny day. Let me walk. And when you're walking, you start noticing things that you're like, I didn't know the shop was here. And I didn't know this was here. Like, oh, I didn't know a park was here. You know, because you're, you're always in like constant kind of range of motion. And, or, or, you know, your perspective is on driving and just keeping going forward instead of, Cause and at the same time you're not really don't have the time to really analyze or dissect what's really around mm-hmm. you too, right? Compared to when you're walking, you kind of have a little more time to like look around and and kind of see things and and, and so yeah, it's the the same thing molds with your perspective is um it kind of depend kind of depending on on your perspective is kind of how you're gonna see things and kind of how perceive things and take them in, um you know, it's like. Same thing as it applies. Like you can, we can both be watching the sun from the same literal place, but we can be both be seeing it different mm-hmm. depending on um, what's going on in our life or perceptions of of what we had kind of growing up or molding in our own lives. So um, yeah, it was it's it's really kind of cool. Like you know what I'm saying? Like looking at um, certain things like that mm-hmm. and and realizing you're like, whoa, I'm, am I really like? I never thought to see things like this or never thought to really think of, of things that way before. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, it's so true. But yeah. Perspective. Perspective is everything. I think, um, what? yeah, it's, um, what's called, um, yeah. Perspective and also then being grateful for what you have. Most definitely. Um, there's a guy named, his name is Emma Lett. Um, he's pretty big as, entrepreneur now mm-hmm. he was in like the forbes either 40 under 40 or 50 under 50 whatever category that they have yeah. and he basically they just tell a story at one time where business wasn't going as good as he thought it was and he was talking to a friend of his and he's he's like hey, what's going on in your life he's like nothing jack shit and he's complaining that as he was complaining about his life he he kind of um um i think two people with cancer or cancer survivors walked by when he was talking about that and then it kind of changed his perspective. He's like, it's like bad compared to what? Like it always could be worse. He's like, and then again, the perspective. And then he's like, I just got to be grateful for what I have. And being grateful makes you again, 
opens you up more, opens you to see things differently and changes your perspective. And most definitely um, with personal development will be maybe like a main, a main thing you want people to either t- to take away and, and maybe a, maybe something you want to encourage people to do. Don't stay stagnant. Yeah. Uh, don't, um, whatever you do in your life. And, um, also don't give up on yourself if you feel stagnant. Um, that's also another important thing because it's easy to say, don't say stagnant, but, um, you know, there's a lot of, of, uh, things that go on in a situation, whatever you encounter and that you have to uh, factor in. Mm-hmm. Um, and these things can be mentally and emotionally and spiritually toiling on you. Um, really, especially if you're trying to work your way out of it, right? It's like kind of like the best way to describe it, it's like quicksand. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't wiggle out quick or else you're going to sink faster. You you have to really take your time and, and uh, you know, slowly wiggle yourself out of it. And, and that's what I always try to, I, if I, yeah, that's what I want to tell people or, or let people know if, if they are going to personally develop is, um, yeah, don't stay stagnant. Um, don't give up on yourself and also, um, just stay focused on the task at hand, man. Like, like, um, plan from start to finish. Don't, uh, cause I was, I also feel if you don't have a plan, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to execute if you don't have a plan, um, have a plan, write it out, write the steps that you're going to have to take to, to get to that plan. And it's important. Also, that's what I was going to say, write things down. But um, the importance of um, planning from start to finish is um, things are not going to go out as planned exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you plan or had a plan from start to finish, if you run around certain obstacles, you know, uh, you can also almost foresee it. Because it's like, if you plan something, it's like, well, if I get to this stage, this may happen. But if this happens, I already kind of know how to work around it mm-hmm. um, compared to if you're just winging it. It's like, I, I, I want to get to I want to get to Calgary, but it's like, okay, well, how are you going to get to Calgary? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you need, there's, there's more that you need um, in, in such a plan. So, um, yeah, I always tell people, like, write things down. Like, I always write things down. Um, you know, and not just because I, I feel that I'm forgetful. It's, it's, it's good to write things down. Um, it's good to keeps you focused, keeps you focused. Um, and I always tell people, write your plans in detail, like, um, make sure that, uh, you have everything. If you're going to make a plan and to make a succession plan, make sure you write it down, make sure that you have your steps and then whatever sub steps within your steps that you're going to, um, do to make sure you you are being successful and because uh, it helps you keep track mm-hmm. most definitely keeps you good track because then it's like well this is not really working for me to get here then it's like okay well back to the drawing board yeah but it's not exactly a complete waste of time or you're not like well i have to start from scratch you know um so yeah i always tell people um that and um yeah also don't be afraid to reach out that's, I think, one of the biggest things is a lot of people um, at times are scared to, to reach out or just seek knowledge from people um, in regards of anything they want to look, learn or, or know, um, especially if, uh, if you, like, let's say in your case, 
if you being wanting to be a firefighter um yeah and like i would i'd be going out reaching out to you know guys who who've done it or been in the field or closely related to the field um and just pick their brain you know it's not like you're asking them for you know um to sign a mortgage you know and sign a life commitment you're not asking for that you're just asking for a piece of their mind you're asking for a little bit a piece of their time to just enhance your own knowledge and to just um give you the tutelage to to be successful in your own path mm-hmm. um so i always find that important to really just go out network don't be afraid to like i said reach out to people and 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 make it be known like hey i just really want to pick your brain like you know um because knowledge is shared like you know um the game like they say the game is to be uh sold and not told yeah <laughs> that's what they say you know and uh you know some some stuff you obviously some stuff you're gonna have to pay for yeah in certain degrees not necessarily with money but some, you know with your time um with physically whatever it is that you have to to use to to pay for it um, and, you know, and I'll, you're going to have to make sacrifices too, you know, um, because I'll be honest, like, um, another thing with personal, you gotta be, you gotta be willing to take risk and you gotta be willing to get out your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, most importantly, um, life is about taking risks. I'm not a big risk taker. I'm going to be completely honest, but, um, well, I, I'm saying big risk. Here. I'm not more of a, I'm a calculated risk taker. Like I, I like to take calculated risks. I don't like to just jump into something and think I like to like weigh out the pros and cons of, of something and then take my risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's what, how kind of my approach to taking risks is. But um, either way, like you can't, you can't just sit there and, th- and think like, okay, well, things are going to happen for me if I just go home and, and, and rub my fingers on my head. No, it's not going to work like that. Um, you you like i said you, it goes back to like your focus it kind of ties in into it is yeah. is just um having that and 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 uh being like i said just methodical in in your planning being uh like i said uh just doing whatever it takes that's really really boils down to just doing whatever it takes 100 percent that to, to really get there you know yeah, exactly well and those are amazing points and i think that's uh be a good way to end things man it, for sure appreciate you having on man it's been fun catching up again most seeing definitely. you and we'll have to do this again soon oh most definitely hopefully uh you know i don't uh snoot too much this time <laughs> all good bro <laughs> thanks for being here Richie. yeah no problem brother thanks a lot for having me man <laughs>